Wow, this is going to be a cool one. You're watching the Charged Up Show, and in this episode, we were able to talk to Landon Letwin, a professional water skier who recently went viral for doing push-ups on the water while barefoot skiing. Before we get into this episode, we're just going to show you a little clip of what Landon can do. Much you made me believe. You give me freedom, freedom, freedom I've been looking for. Please welcome a very unique guest, uh, our first ever professional water skier, Landon Letwin. So, before oh. we get started, is obviously the most recent, uh, you recently went kind of viral, I'd say. Like, I, I saw it on TikTok, I think I saw it on Sports Center or Barstool too. And what's your reaction to this? Did, like, I'm assuming you've never went viral before, maybe you have, but what, what's your reaction to all that? Yeah, I've had a um, couple videos go pretty big, but. Definitely nothing this big. Um, yeah, actually, awesome people doing things was the uh, first people to post it. So I woke up in the morning and looked at my phone, and I was on there, and I was like, what the heck? And then uh, all these DMs started coming in with Barstool Sports and Sports Center, and, hey, can we use your video? Do you own the rights? I said, yeah, for sure. I'd love, I'd love for you to share it. And um, I thought it was pretty neat for the sport, too, um, to uh, – for everybody to see it so i was i was really excited it was, it was uh definitely a lot of fun cool that's awesome and, and for yeah for people who haven't seen it we'll definitely we'll even put a clip in here too but uh your your water skiing or your barefoot skiing backwards while doing push-ups on the water which sounds unreal so yeah i can't even like the, How explaining does that even it work? Doesn't, yeah yeah so i was doing a backwards toe hold so I started with my foot in the toehold, so it's basically uh, just your foot in there, and I let my my arms drag in the water behind me, and then uh, just slowly plant your foot in the water, and then you can use the spray a bit to balance myself with my hands, um, and then once you're up, um, yeah, you basically backwards barefooting one foot, and then uh, slowly lower down onto your hands and. Uh, there's so much resistance from the water that, that you wouldn't think about. Like it, it looks pretty smooth, but um, if you put your hands in the water, like when I was learning, your hands would just shoot back right away. It's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. The, yeah. the technicality must be like insane. And that kind of goes into our first question. Like how did you kind of get started with like, you know, all the water sports, like the skiing, like how did you kind of like get, you know, get introduced to it? Yeah, for sure. So my parents were water skiers. Um, so we grew up at the lake, um, so they, they taught us uh, when I was five, um, same with my brother and sister. Uh, so they got us into it, and then actually my good friend in first grade, uh, her dad was a barefoot water skier. So um, we're family friends with them, and we went out to their cottage, 
and I saw him barefoot and I was, I was eight years old and I was like, wow, I want to do that. So, um, him and a couple of his friends, they're like, yeah, let's take you out. So I worked that whole summer with them and, uh, learned on the boom. Um, and then basically just tried a lot of things by myself on the water. And then I saw there was a barefoot tournament, uh, close by in Crandon, Wisconsin, actually. So I went there and met the national champion, Keith St. Ange. And he said, hey, I'd love you to come down to World Barefoot Center in Winter Haven, Florida. So I flew down there on my spring break. And it was absolutely amazing what uh, what they could teach you. So I went there not even learning, like not even knowing how to backwards barefoot at all. And in four days, I was doing backwards back toe holds. So it was pretty neat. And then uh, so got into barefooting, went to... Uh, 2012 Barefoot Worlds, World Championships with Team Canada in Waco, Texas. And then then I got more into the show skiing side of things. So my brother and I were um, skiing on a river, Fox River, um, and ski team on the river, Waterward Warriors came up and said, hey, we'd love for you to join our team. And, and at the time, um, I was uh, big into hockey, so training for that, and then baseball and soccer. And went back and forth and then my brother and I were like you know what what's there to lose let's go for it yeah. so joined the team and we skied Monday to Thursday with the team and then went out to the cottage and skied Friday Saturday Sunday for so a few wow. years we, we were skiing seven days a week and it was uh it was absolutely amazing and then uh yeah then I moved to my uh my family's cottage um and in Eagle River Wisconsin um and started skiing there with the chain skimmers learned a bunch there and then i applied to team canada um 2016 made the team and then that's pretty much where i uh, met a lot of professionals and started applying to professional shows and all that um, but i should have mentioned earlier so i was born in thunder bay ontario and then my family moved to wisconsin when i was younger so moved there and water skiing is huge in Wisconsin. Right. So uh, that's how I got into it. And then I moved back to Thunder Bay five years ago, but I spend my summers um, skiing all over the world in professional shows. Wow, that's awesome. That's really neat. Yeah. I was definitely, yeah, I was curious how, how you were able to come to or go to Team Canada from the States because I wasn't, I wasn't sure uh, yes, that you were born yes. here. Yeah, that's really cool though. Yeah, so I'm dual citizenship. I got... I was full Canadian, then I got dual citizenship. Uh, it was been eight years now, so oh, wow. uh, yeah. Was it hard so, to get that? Um, I was under eighteen, so I actually kind of had it pretty easy. Like, obviously, I, I, you have to, you have to live in the states for a long enough time. Then I had a green card, and then since I was under eighteen, I didn't have to take a test or anything. Right. Um, my parents, brother and sister, they all had to take tests and stuff like that. So I basically signed the piece of paper and then uh, went to the ceremony. But for sure, for sure, Canadian by heart. Always. <laughs> yeah. So before we ask more about your childhood and just this is kind of just for me, like I, I've water skied a fair amount of times. Nothing, nothing even close to you. I'm not saying I'm good at it, but this is all like how we just thought we should get you on the podcast is like I told you guys before, but now we're on, we're on the record here is that um, it's a, my girlfriend's barefooted a couple times. And I always been like, Oh, it doesn't look that hard. Like I could probably do it. Or whatever. 
And I think she she did it fairly quickly, but she has been water skiing for years. So it's always like we see see those videos, like the crazy videos, right? And like, oh, this doesn't look that hard. And we saw your video, and I was like, this looks so easy. Like I could definitely do this, but I, I definitely don't think I could do what you do, not even close. But how hard is it actually? Was is the question I'm asking? Is um, you you make it look so easy on that video? It's crazy how, like you said, you make it look so smooth. But if you catch a toe or something, you're 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 hitting the water pretty hard. For sure, yeah. It's uh... Like I said, I started when I was eight, um, 25 now. So just tons of water, like in, um, or water time. So in the summer, I spent so much time on the water. Um, and it's, it's like with everything, right? You put the time in and, um, you definitely, uh, get results, but yeah, people, a lot of people see it and they're like, Oh, I can do that. No problem. And they get out there and they're just tumbling everything, trying to, do it their own way and you're like no no do this and they keep trying they're tumbling but um if you like even with any of you guys um in good shape you got like i could teach you guys in a couple days going out there and usually it's maybe three pointers um you'll you'll be able to get it but uh it's uh there's a lot of progression right so you start on the boom on the side of the boat yep. um, a lot of people get that um i'd say within a day or two and then you do five foot line off of the boom so then you get the feeling of the handle and then once you uh master that then you go long line behind the boat 75 foot rope um and then once you get that then then it's just never there's there's no top right you can just learn one foot toe hold backwards back toe holds front to backs back to front yeah must be like a lot of trial and error and like obviously now like you've been doing it forever do you kind of find that like you can get really creative like with the the stunts that you do i guess like do, do you try and find different ways to kind of implement like things like in your routine or something like that for sure yeah like um i like to personalize some things too and um change some like i'll see some videos of some people doing that and then then i'll get my brain thinking like hey i could do this but add a little bit of a twist to it or something like that. Yeah, uh, sure. So um, like for the push-up video, for instance, you could start with your foot in the toe hold um, and then just be laying on your stomach and then start doing push-ups. But I was like, you know what? I could do a um, backwards toe up one foot and then go down to push-ups and then back up. So it's just things like that, that um, I was, I was telling my friend the other day, he asked me, how do you come up with these things? And I was like, you know what? Um, when I'm daydreaming um, at home, that's the stuff I think about. So it's pretty funny. Cool. And does it bother you that people think it's so easy? Um, I feel like that would bother me a lot. Yeah. So like there's some comments on, on videos that like, yeah, there's um, some of the stuff people say it's pretty funny. Um, but then you always have the people coming back and saying that eh, it's, it's definitely not as easy as it looks. Like how awesome so, is it when the people do come out and they just like eat it and you're like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I, yeah. I try my best for, for that not to happen because uh, <laughs> I'm the trainer. So I want them to have a good experience, but um, no, you'll definitely see some guys like in, in boats next to you trying to do stuff or saying, Oh yeah, I tried that when I was younger, but uh no, I always want everybody to be safe for sure and um, have every, everybody have a good time when I'm training. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I'd good also to hear. like to uh, yeah talk about 
the competitions you do. I've they look crazy and the things you can do at the competitions. The one I just yeah. recently saw was a insane video. There's like this spaceship boat driving yeah. around and then it stops and then you guys pop out of the top and like start doing your uh your routine but like it, yeah. it's so cool that some of this stuff. Um Yeah, so uh sorry, go. Yeah, I was just going to ask uh how can you run us through a little bit of how competitions work and like how long do you prepare for those stunts that you do yeah so um one of the tournaments is the wisconsin state tournament um it's in wisconsin rapids and that's hosted every year um middle of july and i believe there's around 30 30 teams and there's division one two and three so for four straight days there's ski shows and you have an hour slot so your, your ski team skis for an hour and um there's maybe eight shows a day and it's just boom 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 so it's pretty cool that you get to go ski and then you get to watch all your friends ski after um after you which is neat and then and there's also a freestyle um and doubles and swivel competition on the thursday and that's, that's pretty neat so it's all individual um but yeah so how the how the show skiing works is you have an hour um for your show and then it's all kinds of acts um so it ranges from say 25 people on a team like division three all the way up to division one which has like 150 people so okay. there's barefooting pyramids jumping um swivel doubles um yeah so then so that's a big tournament and then the world championships um is obviously uh the biggest tournament um so that's hosted every two years um it's been hosted in uh the u.s in canada and australia um so that that's a ton of fun and those are all the best best athletes of each country and same thing um, but you get to do two shows so you do one show on the saturday and one show on the sunday and then they take your best score okay and how does the scoring work yeah so the the scoring is uh it's a bit complicated, like a lot, it take it takes a long time to really figure it out. So, um, it goes by like how many people are, um, in the pyramid and then crowd appeal is like a huge one. Um, and then there's all different scoring for like jumping. So like helicopter 360 spin is this many points and then front flip and then gainer and then Mobius. And then if you do, um, once to like, so say if you have four guys doing front flips, it's more points. And, um, yeah, so that's how the, that's how the scoring works. And then, uh, and then, so barefoot tournament, that's what I got. That's how I got into it. I was mainly barefooting and then I saw show skiing and I was like, I, I it really drew me to it. Cause I always like learning new stuff. So there's never an end, right? So there's barefooting then wakeboarding and sky skiing and freestyle jump and so you're always trying to up your game which i really liked um but for barefooting tournaments there's slalom trick and jump so you have for trick it's 15 seconds down the lake and then 15 seconds back down the lake the other way and then take your score and then slalom is um forward down the lake so 15 seconds one foot 
how many times you can cross the wake on one foot. It's pretty wild, actually. Really? Especially, yeah, especially backwards. Huh? Um, wow. If you look up <laughs> yeah. some videos, it's, it's pretty wild, yeah. Um, and then jump, that, that would blow your mind. Uh, there's both like a, there's a jump and you come up to it, bare feet, and you do a Superman, air it out, and then your feet come back underneath you and wow. you land and ski away. And you have three jumps and they take your best, best jump. Wow. That's crazy. And I mean, just kind of thinking in the back of my head, is there any like injuries involved with that? Like you're, I mean, I'm sure you're going pretty fast and like, you gotta get your feet down, but like kind of what's your training? Like, do you have to kind of have a specific training routine like before you do a, a thing like that or yeah for sure so it's a lot of resistance training in the gym uh which helps a lot but it's it's pretty unique sport because you can spend all winter long in the gym and go out and ski for a couple of days at the beginning of the summer like the first two weeks of summer you're hurting getting out of bed because you use muscles that you think you're using in the gym um and and you're you're just so sore like even we we just started back like maybe a month ago and a couple of weeks ago sitting out of bed you're just, my core is just toast and like <laughs> i do core in the gym and everything but just all those small muscles that you wouldn't think think yeah. you would use yeah but well in some yeah. of the videos you're pulling your yourself up by your toes which is yeah. like crazy but another yeah. little question is uh some competitions we see happen at nighttime as well so do you find um do you find it harder at all or challenging doing the the stunts in the dark when you can't can't see as well yeah so um i'll explain a bit a bit better so um there's competitions and then there's professional water ski shows so all the competitions are done in the daylight and then the videos that you were talking about like the the space shuttle that you come out of and stuff like yeah. that. So those are those are professional shows. Okay. So those aren't competitions. Yeah. So we do um so that was uh last summer I skied at Tommy Bartlett's in Wisconsin Dells and we would do a show at four thirty and then a show at eight thirty. And the eight thirty show was a night show, which is really cool because you have pyro. So like on the pyramid where the girls at the top are holding fireworks and um, on the back of the back of the space shuttle, it's shooting out, uh, out, uh, flames. And, um, but the question that you asked about the, at night, it's, uh, it definitely takes a lot to get used to. That's for sure. Um, little funny story. I skied in Japan. It was been three years ago now. So I got picked on the team, went there, we get there and they're like, so who skied in the who skied in the dark before who's who's jumped in the dark before and yeah probably right. about a little more than three quarters of the team had jumped in the in the night and i'd never done it before and i was like you know what now was a time to learn right but it it uh it seems so much faster so you usually jump around like 33 miles an hour you feel like you're going 45 coming up to the jump it's it just messes really? with your brain yeah but uh you get used to it and then the guys with the spotlight do an amazing job too so that helps um and then when i was skiing at tommy bartlett's there was a barefoot act you would you go off on one ski um you do a flip turn so the ski's actually backwards so the the so it's backwards and you go out and you do a flip turn and then the skis 
the skis going forwards, but you're going backwards, if that makes sense. Oh, wow. And then later in the summer, the days um, get shorter, so it's really dark out. So you go along um, deep down in the lake, turn around, and then set up to come through the show course. And you're back there, you can't see a thing. So you're riding on a ski backwards. <laughs> you can barely see the boat. And then also, like, you just see the spotlights um, of the show course. And wow. uh, that that definitely took a bit to get used to, for sure. Yeah, that's really what, interesting. Yeah. One thing that goes along with those big jumps is what, what are your worst injuries you've had or what are your biggest wipeouts, like just you personally for doing it for so long? Um, I'd say the biggest one is gainers. Learning gainers took a, took a toll on my uh, body, that's for sure. Um, I had a, I actually partially tore my ACL downhill skiing. Um, and then the summer after that, I was learning gainers and I was still, I was wearing knee brace, but yeah, my knee definitely took a beating. Um, yeah. but just so the people, uh, listening know what are gainers. Yeah. So it's a, it's a backflip, but you're, you're <laughs> going forward. Yeah. Whoa. So you're, so you're going for, so you come up to the jump and you're going forward, but you're throwing your head backwards and you do a backflip. That's crazy. And, uh, so you, and you have to be super careful with them too, because when you're going, um, when you're throwing your head backwards, you don't want to hit your head on the back of the jump. It's actually, it's, it can be common if, if you slip out. So if you don't ride the jump all the way to the top, so you have to ride the jump all the way to the top and then you have to jump up and then flip. But if you let your skis slide out and you start flipping halfway up the jump, then you'll bonk your head on the back of the jump, which is Oof. not good. There's not, not good stories. Um, seen that a couple of times, but, uh, and then you have to obviously, um, it's different from downhill skiing too. Cause a lot of my downhill ski friends say like, what about the rope? How do you get around the rope? So you have to be cautious and you have to throw it a bit to the left. So then you're coming around the rope. Right. Wow. Mm -hmm. Another like concern, well not concern, but, uh, one thing I was thinking about is the one video, uh, we can put all of these videos that we're talking about up, but. The one where you're Superman jumping, it was like a freestyle. Uh, you get really close to the back of the boat there. And how how did the propellers work? So are, are yeah. you close in Is any it, way? Are they mostly inboards? Yeah, so that that's a really good question. So the Superman, I when I set up the rope, in order to do the Superman, you need a lot of upward lift. So I set up, there's a ski platform at the back of the boat. It's about a foot and a half. Uh, wide so I set it up um, right at the middle of that but the boat's going so fast it's going 43 miles an hour which is roughly 70 kilometers an hour wow. that if you fall you're the boat's totally gone like you're not going to hit it at all mm -hmm. yeah and then the prop is about four feet underneath the boat so you you definitely for sure won't uh, hit the prop um, maybe if you're on the on the side of the boat you get sucked under but very very like very unlikely that that's going to happen um but yeah it's all about setting up the rope and um the boat's going uh boat's going fast enough but that's that's by far my favorite thing to do the we Superman. actually just yeah we actually just shot uh, uh with the film crew um on the weekend so i'm i'm really excited to re release that um 
video. It's with drones and oh, that's awesome. super, yeah, Please. super hyped. You... I'll have to let you guys know. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely sure. put it on Instagram and stuff. Awesome. So this is kind of like a personal question, I guess. Like, there's so many different kinds of like variations, of like water equipment. Um, like we see, like I don't even know what they're called. But it's almost like a water pogo, or like I saw, like you have like little wooden paddles on your feet. Yeah. Like, do you have any favorite like things to use, or like? Yeah. So I would say, um, my favorite thing right now is a sky ski. So the hydrofoil. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if that's the one you're. You're gonna have to explain it. Yeah. So. It's, it's uh it's a ski and then it has a, a seat on it so you sit on it you have a seat belt and then you have your feet hooked into bindings and then below you there's a 41 inch stainless steel um hydrofoil okay yeah that's the that was it has, about, yeah yeah and it has wings so <laughs> big front wing and then a big back wing okay or a, sorry a smaller back wing and yeah you ride on that and it's it's the coolest feeling ever. There's no resistance and you're just, you're just cruising with the metal. And, uh, it's, it's definitely challenging, but so much fun, um, flipping it. And yeah, I, I've, uh, I started doing that, uh, three years ago now. So I've been really liking that a lot. There's a lot of videos of those kind of things too. And they, it looks really fun and cool to kind of like Bob, Bob around on it. Yes, for sure. That now the they came out with those surfing ones. Yeah, surf oils that you can pump and just cruise around the lake. Yeah, those are pretty neat. Have you tried one of those? Uh, no, I haven't, but I've been itching to. Yeah, they look they look yeah. really cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just another quick question with the uh, kind of piggybacks along with the injury question, but uh, when you're barefoot skiing, like like you said before, the boat's going really fast. Does that hurt at all on your feet or is it just like a tingly that that's a good good question so um i get that question a ton so if you can picture a fire hose and put it on the bottom of your foot that's what it feels like oh wow so a high pressured uh hose on your on your feet that's that's what it feels like um yeah so many people ask me does it hurt does it hurt and no it doesn't hurt uh, um it's just uh it's definitely a different feeling that's for sure is yeah. your whole body vibrating the whole time <laughs> um if you're not really um skin pretty easy but if you're going through some chop then your your legs are acting as like shock absorbers yeah right but uh if you're on glass water it's the coolest feeling ever you forget about everything it's just so smooth that's all the first question i thought when i saw professional water skier and we don't need to go into details but if generally you could tell us and i guess like how do you make a living from professional water skiing it isn't necessarily a, a, you know i mean it's not something you think of too often for sure yeah so there's there's shows um all over our, uh so big ones like legoland in florida um, it used to be Cypress Gardens. Um, there's shows in Japan. So I skied at Hoshenbosch, a theme park there. Um, Tommy Bartlett, um, they're in the summer months just because um, it's uh, in Wisconsin. So it obviously gets cold in the winter. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's ski shows uh, uh, all around. But 
it's one of those things that it, it definitely takes a toll on your body. So you can't do it forever. Um, so always good to have some schooling as, as a background, um, for sure after, but, uh, yeah, you can, uh, you can definitely, uh, make good money, um, doing shows all over. Cool. You said, uh, you also said you do skiing and you do a lot of winter sports as well. Yeah. Is there, is there a correlation between like water skiing and skiing downhill on like a mountain or something? Are you able to transfer any of those skills over? For sure. Yeah. So, uh, even like teaching people, so ask them, do you, like, if I'm teaching wakeboard, say, have you snowboarded or if they want to ski or barefoot, have you, uh, downhill skied? And then I'll know right away, um, how it's, how the lesson is going to go. So, um, it definitely, definitely transfers, transfers over. And then, uh, same, like, it seems like with hockey players too, um, very in shape athletes, edge work. Um, it's all, all very similar. They all tie together for sure. Um, so that goes in another thing. Um, I know we're kind of, it's hard cause we got so many different questions for you and that, cause it's such an uncommon thing for us, but, um, we are, our podcast is also obviously our, the majority of it has been hockey players and you play growing up and you said that you had to decide kind of between water skiing, hockey, soccer, um, what was your hockey experience like growing up? How yeah, serious so, were you into it? Yeah, so I uh, played for the, the Milwaukee Junior Admiral, well, the Green Bay Junior Gamblers growing up, and then Milwaukee Junior Admirals, um, and then played in the in the North American Hockey League um, for Corpus Christi Ice Race. So I lived in Texas for a year, and then Austin Bruins um, in Austin, Minnesota for a year. Um, and then ended off my, uh, my hockey career in Thunder Bay playing for the North stars. Um, and then, so like in the summer months, I would train like three hours a day, um, five days a week for hockey, but I would always want to be on the water. Like I absolutely loved it. So spent my summers working out and, uh, skiing and it was actually really good, really good cross training. Um, but it's kind of funny. I would, uh, I would water ski so much on the weekend. Cause that was my time to, to get it all in. I would go to workout, um, with my trainer and, um, other hockey players. And I would just be absolutely dead on Monday. I would just like, yeah. just spend it all on the water. Um, and I always knew I had, uh, had a passion, uh, for water skiing. Um, but hockey at the time was, was my main sport um in the winter months and then um yeah i did i didn't end up getting a scholarship um my goal was d1 for hockey didn't end up getting that and that i think that's the coolest thing about water skiing because i'm such a competitive person i all i always love going to competitions and um i always dreamed of being a professional athlete and water skiing gave me that uh that thing to to uh fulfill my dreams. And, um, so I've, I've had a, had a ton of fun with it, which is, which is definitely pretty neat. Yeah. It's great to hear. There's definitely with all those sports, like you can, you can see how everything kind of intertwines a little bit, like, especially with hockey, you have like that moving back and forth with your skates 
and then that you could see how that would play in with water skiing as well of like you're kind of bouncing over the place and like it, it that's i find that cool how you can maneuver around everything and still have an idea of what's going on but um for sure, for sure. yeah and kind of kind of wrapping it up a little bit we, we appreciate everything you've talked about and all of that but uh with in terms of like in regard to covid and all that how how do you see things getting back to normal or uh moving through this time i know it might be a little different because on the water you're not packed with people right so yeah so it's uh at first everybody in the water skiing world was was definitely really bummed so Pretty much all the professional water ski shows are shut down, like in the theme parks. Uh, um, all the competitions are shut down. And everybody's really bummed. And then everyone started thinking and talking. They're like, you know what? This this could be a good opportunity for you to hone in your own skills. So mm-hmm. so people are spending a lot of time on the water, um, say with a couple friends, going out there um, and just working on their own individual skills. And then I think I think it's really going to help the sport because everybody's going to come back next year if if things are clear. Um, and I think teams are going to going to become really good after after this. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I'll... So, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up. And the last question is for me: is what what tips or advice do you have to kids that would want to get into water ski or maybe just casually water ski and want to try new things? What are your tips for them? Yeah, I would say for sure, um, spend the money and, and go just go to a ski school even for a, for a day. Um, just get a few pointers because you can you can exhaust yourself for weeks trying to learn something. Um, so I would say invest the money, get some tips, um, and learn the right way. It's a lot safer, a lot easier on the body. Um, and then after that, you can. Uh, you, you'll you'll be able to uh, hone in um, some of the skills once you get the basics down. But that's definitely what I would recommend for, for sure. And awesome. and uh, if anybody has any questions or wants to learn anything, I I absolutely love uh, teaching kids and giving people tips. And I always say send me videos. So I'll have uh, people send me videos. I'll give them tips, and uh, I I love to see uh, people improve. It's it's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, we'll, de- we'll definitely keep on touch, uh, keep in touch through social media and uh, we could send you videos or some of that as well, like vice versa too. So uh, we hope sure. we hope everything works out well and uh, we really appreciate you coming on. This has been great hearing like things we'd never really hear. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. And uh, um, yeah, maybe once all this clears up, we should get out on a boat and do some skiing. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd yeah. be amazing. Awesome.